Hi. Welcome to Pedro Pascal, the Pedro Pascal podcast. I am your host, Katrina. And I'm your host, Rachel. And together we make up Pedro Pascal. Yes, we do. <laughs> with producer Ashley. Yeah, producer Ashley is always lurking. We're back with, uh, I think, what? Is this the second or first week? This is the second week where it is only Mando. Yes. Yeah, it's only been, <laughs> we're two weeks in. We're not doing uh, two to three episodes per week. That's a relief. <laughs> That's nice. Yes, it is. Uh, we have a, we have a lot of news we got to catch up on, which we'll do all of that at some point. And um, month recap. Yeah, because it's uh, he was busy and so were we. <laughs> he was really busy and then we were really busy because of it. And it was a lot to handle. <laughs> but Katrina, how have you been? I, I've been good. I just got back from PAX East. Uh, which is a video game convention, which is which was super fun. Um, I was there with my day job at Skybound. Um, it was nice. It was cool. There was like no Star Wars there, because um, so, and I was very sad about that. But I understand that like everything's happening at Celebration next month, so that's it. That's the life. And uh, and 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 you'll be representing us at Celebration, so that'll be pretty dope. How are you? I'm good. I I'm, I I was uploading a picture because uh, I did have a really cool thing happen to me yesterday. Which I guess it, it is Petro Pascal adjacent, so it counts. Um, I got to cover the carpet for the movie uh, Renfield that is coming out, which has Nicholas Holt playing Robert Montague Renfield, aka, you know, Dracula's familiar. Um, and Dracula is played by Nick Cage, and I got to work the carpet where I interviewed <gasps> Nicholas Cage. Wowie kablowy, look at his face on your shirt. That's Wow, amazing. <laughs> it was really fun because a lot of people on the carpet were like, oh, cool shirt. And then they realized it said John Travolta and they were like, oh, I get it. Whenever I wear that shirt, I do tend to have people who are like, that, but that's Nick Cage or that's not John Travolta. <laughs> and I'm always just like, uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, that's, I know. That's the like same person who re- who makes the, the I Love Pedro Pascal shirts with Oscar yeah. Isaac on them. <laughs> <laughs> it's, probably it's that, that it. same that same person and so when i showed him i like made the joke about like you'd be surprised how many people don't get it and he goes do you just look at them and go think about it <laughs> i was like yeah right that's a, pretty much what i do i i love this too because this is also skybound adjacent um our skybound is the company oh you guys did it yeah, yeah. yeah you guys made this there was a whole table there last night because they they have all the like the plaques with the, yeah. the important people's names on them and Skybound was on one of them. Yeah, yeah. I think our CEO, David Alpert, was there. Mm-hmm. I yeah. r- was Kirkman there? I'm not sure if Kirkman yeah. was there. Robert Kirkman, Kirkman was there. He so... introduced the movie because Chris McKay had no voice. <laughs> so Robert Kirkman had to do it. And there Chris was like, I love that. That's see, it's all full circle. It all ties back. To Padre Pascal. I didn't bring up unbearable weight because I only had like two questions. So I like asked him about what universal monster would he want to do next? Because I was like, I would watch an entire universal monster movie franchise that was just Nick Cage playing all of the different universal monsters. And he said Wolfman and then Dr. Frankenstein. Like he wants to play Dr. Frankenstein. So not the creature. Which I was like, hell yeah, Nick Cage. I'd watch it. It was really, it was fun. But I, I, I saw Nick Cage. And I took a picture with Nicole, and Nicole is a good like foot and a half taller than I am, so it's <laughs> I look like a baby. Good old Nick. Good old Nick. He's also got to be on this podcast. We need to. We still. We need our unbearable weight interview. Nicholas Cage. After yeah. yesterday, he would be down. I was like so nervous wearing my shirt because I was like, he's either gonna be like, okay. Or he's going to be fully on board the minute he opens his mouth. And he was fully on board. And I was like, fuck yes, I love Nick Cage. Yes. Have your people call our people. Come on. (laughs) Come on. And you know what Nick Cage would be great in? The Mandalorian. I agree. I, uh, I. See how I did that? See how I did that segue? We need Nick Nick Cage in our Star Wars, specifically in the Mandalorian, Mm -hmm. co-starring with Pedro Pascal. And so... Here we are to talk about the latest chapter, chapter 21 of The Mandalorian, which released this week. Yes. And it, I love this. I do have to say it is very funny because when I was on the carpet last night, I was talking about Nick Cage. And this one guy looked at me, 
my new friend and he was like i've seen you places before i was like oh yeah like i yeah, like i've seen you too and he goes did, did you do all the press for unbearable weight of massive talent and i was like no i was like i did i i spoke to the writers who i loved but i didn't talk to pedro or nick cage and he kept talking to me and i finally was like i co-host a pedro pascal podcast and he was like oh my god i love him and i was like great same can anybody get him to come on our podcast come on just that's just once like okay here's the thing and i keep saying it like after he's on the show what do we do like we we just just every season no no no. we keep going and what we do is we're just like okay every season check in with yeah like we have to tell him he has to come on once a season just do a check-in how are you what up with you (laughs) would you what kind of coffee did you get this week? That that <laughs> espresso drink that everyone's obsessed with. Anywho, it's The Mandalorian episode five, right? Episode five, titled "The Pirate," was was uh, I had fun. It was good. I liked it. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, I I really like it when Mando is kind of its own secluded chapter, but you see the rest of the galaxy going on around it, you know. And I, you know, it 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 lays itself back into its main story very nicely um and i had a lot of fun and i love carl weathers so you know yeah i do love that this is one of the first episodes where the like galaxy-wide storyline converged with the storyline that's going on with the mandalorians Mm -hmm. and it didn't it wasn't like completely two separate things yeah um which is normally the case with this show where it's like oh we're gonna take a little side it's basically like this is so specific to me. Sorry to our listeners. Oh, well. It's like that chapter in uh, The Portrait of Dorian Gray mm-hmm. that is just like 20 pages of him describing this fucking attic. And you're like, why am I reading this? Why am I doing this? Yeah. And it's just so he can explain like where the painting is in the attic. But it feels like the writer or like the editors of Oscar Wilde were like, hey, why don't you guys you go why don't you go write all like 20 more pages and Oscar yeah. was like but I don't want to and then went but you you can describe something surely and so he just wrote that that is kind of what they, mm-hmm. they don't I don't dislike them but that's what some of these episodes feel like where it's like oh well we had we needed to fill this quota and so we're gonna go on this quest with mm-hmm. this kid and I'm like I like it but what's going on well how is this tying back to and we started to see how it was tying back this episode which I was mm-hmm. like, okay, I'm on board. Like, I was a little like, mm, how are you going to get the Dr. Pershing thing? Yeah. To the children of the watch. How is this going to come full circle? But I liked it. I mm-hmm. like how they're doing it. Makes me feel a little bit yeah. less like, where are we going? I, I liked it. You know, you you had a... Uh, you, uh, I, I just like the way it's pacing the season. I feel like a lot of people aren't... Uh, I've seen commentary where people are a little less happy with this season but i have been having a lot of fun with it so far so you know uh i'm ready to jump on into it let's rock and roll so this episode what what i i like is it's continuing like din and grogu's journey into just being kind of like what up we're here we're hanging out which i love i think it's very funny (laughs) that those two are just in their own little world and but this episode starts with a big old preview when the preview started on this episode i was like so we basically need to remember everything that has happened thus far in this season at Mm -hmm. minimum because it was just like here's everything you missed on the first four episodes (laughs) because you really need to remember those four episodes to go into this that that was kind of what um uh, what got me excited about this episode first but i was excited about something else that happened in this episode um and so i going in i was like oh finally we're gonna see this first like arc of of the season tied up together in this episode mm-hmm. and so i i like the way they they paced that out it was really nice. yeah yeah i think it's really cool so after the preview where it's basically like you better have fucking watched they're like you go straight into grief karga in navarro where he's doing his high magistrate shit he's busy and then which so star wars but also so funny the pirate ship his name is gorian shard i don't remember what the ship's name is called his, <laughs> but looks, his name is 
gory and shard, and he looks like fucking Davy Jones. He looks like old Greg from <laughs> like old Greg. Yeah, you're right. He looks like old Greg. I just I like just grabbed a photo. There we go. He looks like old Greg. Like it's just <laughs> wait, hold on. Here's here. I'm gonna be gory and shard talking to Grief Karga. Grief Karga, do you wanna come? <laughs> do you have your drunk Bailey's from a shoe? <laughs> I'm Gorian Shard. I'm going to take Navarro. Oh my god. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Would you like to see my watercolors? <laughs> I call this one Bailey's. I call this one Bailey's. Do you know what I call this one? Uh, Bailey's. Yes, sir. Thank you, sir. I'm, I'm Gorian Shard. It's perfect. It's perfect. I just, I, I'm very sad now that Noel Fielding did not voice Gorian Shard. Um, <laughs> Which is as old Greg though. <laughs> I'm Gorian Shard. I'm Gorian Shard. <laughs> yes. Oh, hi there. So he's back. Oh, hi there. Looking like a whole vegetable. Um, not a snack, a vegetable. A vegetable, yeah. Very... Like, you know, yeah, but Gorian Shard looks like old Greg. All right, all right, all right. So he's, he's dealing okay. with this pirate. So old Greg rolls up in this weird ass looking ship. And he's like, uh, remember us? <laughs> Grief Karga's like, no. Um, he, he does remember. Like, it's Karga's the energy. Too busy doing like city planning. He's like, yeah. okay, the only way Navarro's going to be successful is if it's on a grid. So we he's have to like, make sure. Mark, Joe Biden and like Selena Myers of Navarro. He's everything. <laughs> oh my God. Oh boy. First of all, what I love about that scene though is they're like, oh my god, wait, what is this? There's a ship in the air. Like, what is going on? And then the fucking droid runs in after everyone had has seen the ship. <laughs> so there's a ship in the air. And just like, I'm so sorry. What were you doing? I don't know like, how fast <laughs> protocol droids run, though. I mean, they kind of just gotta like go as fast as they can. Just waddling down the hallway. <laughs> he, he saw <laughs> it and he but he was he was talking to fucking Babu Frick. And he, <laughs> <laughs> he had to pull this way. I, I will say I love Navarro and I think that like as much as I love like Batu and Galaxy's Edge, I think there was a huge mistake made not making it Navarro. Oh, you could have had the fucking uh Aww. what's his name in the trees. Yeah. The little the little fucking monkey lizards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then and then you could have like little like Anzillans, like you could hear their voices coming up from the bottom and stuff, you know? You, you, the mean, schoolhouse. you mean you would just hear hey, 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 book hey, hey, look at these guys <laughs> that's what you'd hear you'd, you'd be walking around Disney and they'd be like hey, <laughs> hey come and look at this who's that guy look at what he's wearing what, what's going on and you're like, says what? dad of the year says Disney dad yeah. what is you know Disney what? dad you know, you know the ride it's not a ride but you know the thing where like you can go talk to crush you they yes. should do one <laughs> the hands <laughs> and, and he'd be like sorry you gotta you gotta clear out some of the backstage now disney um we we Let need me this and katrina do it yeah <laughs> shooting up some shit the droid comes way too late to tell everybody that there's something going on and like grief card is like get everyone to safety and he gets all the people to navarro like away from the city that is being blown up 
it's really upsetting because like Navarro was like thriving and cool in the beginning of the season. It was like, oh my god, like he did a good job. But Din was right. Yeah. Din told him, "Why are you letting that guy go?" He didn't listen, and so now Navarro's dead. <laughs> Not really. Navarro was just a little burnt. A little burnt. Everyone's like, "Oh no, I'm displaced suddenly." Like I just, I love that. That their only option outside of the city is to just go make camp. It's like. Everyone, we'll get to it, but like, it's just <laughs> the so The rest funny. of Navarro is nothing. Like, my boss, I wrote a piece about Navarro and he goes, Navarro's the city, right? Or the planet. And I went, it's just called Navarro. Yeah, it's <laughs> both. It's like, like, it's like how Endor is the planet and the moon, you know? Yeah. It's like the moon of Endor, but we still call it Endor. Yeah, but it was just funny. He was like, what do you mean? And I was like, Navarro is the planet, but the city is called Navarro City. <laughs> He was just like, okay. I was like, and so there's really nothing. It's a city and then like some dirt and sand. They yeah. said, we'll just give them right here. We'll just hang out right here. Make us a nice little target for the pirates. Um, yeah, nice, easy, accessible. But, Love it. Yeah. So in his high magistrate, quick thinking, Carl Weathers sends a message out to Captain Tifa. Yes. Uh, our, our our dear friend, uh, Paul Sun Hyun Lee. Uh, he's so cool. The man over so anyway, he's so great. We're mutuals on Twitter. But, uh, <laughs> listen, tell Carson Tiva he can come on anytime he wants to talk. Yes, I, love I really Tiva. should. Carson, I don't know why I haven't yet. Carson Tiva said, Hey, you know what? I'll go get some answers myself. Fuck all y'all. Because he gets a message. For those who don't remember, Carson Tiva and Mando have met, they had a a thing Carson Tiva I'm I keep saying his full name because I love this name is Carson Carson Tiva let Mando go which is why later in the episode when we get to it Mando says he let me go I'm giving him the same favor you know we love men of their words so Tiva gets a message from Grief Karga and he said you once told me um that if I needed your help you'd find a way to help me essentially I'm paraphrasing. Essentially, that's what he said in yeah. a hologram. Um, and so then it's great because it gets delivered to a bar. Like he's straight up just in a cantina, and he goes, "Can I use your player?" And like <laughs> puts it up in the bar with all these rebel. Yeah, like, there's just like a little just New Republic fighters, but yeah, a little rebel New Republic hangout, and uh, and there's a very special appearance in this particular scene after yeah. he goes and watches his little thing. We happen to see a certain Rebels character uh, who is now a pilot. <laughs> That's new. Uh, Zeb Aurelius, voiced by Stephen, um, name I forgot, Spike Spiegel. But this is, this is incredible, you guys. Uh, I, you know, if you have been a Rebels fan this whole time, like seeing this character, at first it was like, oh, it's just somebody from his species. But it's also like, Steve there are Blum. like five. Yes, Steve Blum. There we go. It's also like there are only like five or six of these people left in the whole galaxy because the Empire wiped them out. And so this is Zeb Aurelios, folks. Dave Filoni was just like, we're just going to get you ready for Ahsoka now um, and, and show you what our Zeb Aurelios looks like. And he looks <laughs> amazing. I'm so... He looks like a fighter version of Stitch. <laughs> He's so, he's so great. And it's just so. He was like, Ohana means I'm not going to fucking help you, Carson. <laughs> I feel like, yeah. I've got, I've got a, a, a husband to go home to now. He's got giant yeah. chops. Can't, I got a husband to go stuff. home to. And our son. Yep. Stitch. <laughs> our son, Stitch. You heard it here, folks. Zemarelios and Callus had a baby and it was Stitch from Lilo and Stitch. Yeah, that's that's I how it worked. Him. So, um, he gets that message in a bar. A bunch of New Republic people are like, "Well, too bad. Um, they're not gonna help. That's an outer rim planet, and also they're not part of the Republic." Which like gets into this thing that I'm like, "God, the New Republic was so stupid. Of course they failed." Like the more we learn about the New Republic, the more I'm like, "Of course y'all failed. You're dumb as rocks." Like it's it's kind of disappointing it's something that i've already like been ready for uh because if you know me you know i read a lot of star wars books and i read bloodline which is like it's yeah basically same. the story of yeah it's how leia got exiled from the new republic because like somebody stole a recording of 
Bail Organa going like, P.S., you're Darth Vader's daughter, and it sabotaged her, like, senatorial run or something. Um, and that's how the resistance started, because nobody wanted to help Leia. I think that it's not just the New Republic being, like, incompetent. It's that you see in this episode that the seeds of what's left of the Empire and what will grow into the First Order are being mm -hmm. planted. Uh, and that's that's something that has been established and would that would happen in Mando from the beginning. So this shows you like 25 years before the First Order shows up, how those little seedlings of that that fascist regime started boiling up and coming to play. So I it's frustrating that it it happens again. You know, hubris takes over and it's like the good guys have won. We're we're good. We're done. And that that is not how it is. Yeah, it's uh, in, like Katrina said, we both read Bloodline and we got to see kind of like Leia is fighting for the Republic that she wanted, but like not everyone is. It is a lot of people, which we saw two episodes ago with Pershing, who didn't care at the time anyway um, and clearly still don't care. And so but we're also seeing how the New Republic had no idea what they were doing. They won and they were just like, cool, we're free, but they had no idea how to kind of build something out of the rubble. Yeah. They're just like, oh, get rid of everything. And it's like, they're throwing away things that were their pre-Empire that still kind of work, but you are you want everything out, you're getting rid of it. You're, so you're losing the things that did work that weren't the Empire. Like they were from when the Jedi were like, you're ignoring that part of the democracy that worked. Yeah. And then, like, also in this episode in particular, you get to see how they're like, mm, but you're not part of our system, so we can't help you. And it's like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> that, 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 uh, the cannibal dude, uh, from Brooklyn Nine-Nine shows up. Tim Meadows. Tim Meadows? The cannibal. <laughs> the fact that that's your pull. He's like, the okay, cannibal man I'm, from. I'm sorry, Brooklyn but he's always playing a murderer, okay? Every time. Every time I see him, he's always playing a mur murderer. He was a murderer in Brooklyn Nine-Nine. He was a murderer in Poker Face. He's a bureaucrat in this 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 show, he's which is basically a murderer. In Mean Girls. <laughs> Probably killed somebody in Mean Girls. We just didn't see it on screen. Tim Meadows. <laughs> I just, I, you know, that's what I, I did remember. I see him for. at the he... zoo once. Oh, yeah. I was like 13, and I like, I love Saturday Night Live. I've loved it my whole life because I can't sleep. Yeah. So my parents used to just on Saturdays put me in front of a TV at midnight or 11 30, and I would watch SNL and they would go to bed. <laughs> and like, Richmond time. Yeah, I've watched SNL my whole life. But, and so I loved Tim Meadows. And I was like 13, and I was at the San Diego Zoo. And I like was just bopping around and I turn and Tim Meadows was just like sitting with his friends and it was like as we were leaving and I looked at him and he looked at me and I just went and he nodded at me and we just went our separate ways. I didn't mm -hmm. say a word to Tim Meadows. It was a 13 year old yeah. looking at this man being like, I he recognize who you are. And I look at him. Yeah. And he looks at me. Jesus Christ. <laughs> we can't be bringing R. Kelly on this podcast. <laughs> no, no, no. I was thinking Weird Al, you know, the, the cover of that song. No, you, you, you're singing the old Greg version. Oh, oh. I can't even do it. He looks at me. <laughs> I look at him. He looks at me. And I look at him. And my watercolors. <laughs> my and so seeing Tim Meadows is great. I think that scene is very funny because it's chaotic. Because you have Katie O'Brien's character, who I, I hate that character. I'm so sorry. Katie O'Brien is so good, and which is why I don't like that character because we saw how she turned on Pershing. I don't trust what she's doing. Um, and so she's like being all sinister. And my, my boy Parson was standing there like, don't trust you. You're yeah. not helping me. What am I doing here? Yeah. Um, and Tim Meadows was just being like, oh, they're not part of our planet. Oops. Uh, or they're not part of our, like, Republic. So, like, mm, I'll see what I can do. But it yeah. doesn't look good. Yeah. But Carson's it's my boy. And he figured it out anyway. He's like, I'm just going to go take a little detour. And I'm going to find <laughs> R5-D4, which rhymes yeah. with detour. To kind not of. help with Din's fucking trust of droids. <laughs> <laughs> R5 was just like chilling like please for the love of god please new republic 
get me out of here. I don't want to be here anymore. There are dinosaurs everywhere. Do you think R5 would like going back to Pelly's more? Where she's trying to always give him to someone to do some fucking crazy adventure. Or hiding in a cave with Din. Where Din's like, I don't trust you. Just go sit in the back corner of this cave until I need you for something. I think that he, you know, if he was specifically in contact with the New Republic and with Carson, he he may have had the intention of, like, going to become one of their droids. Because, like, the New Republic ain't doing nothing. Like, it's just, it's just sitting there. He's like, oh, okay, I can just run errands with you. Cause you're not doing anything big, you know? Yeah. I think, I think that was it. Like that, you know, uh, and Carson probably tried to like ping the droid and hunted it down, did his little detective work, which is, you know, a credit to the type of guy he is. Um, and he made it so that this situation could get taken care of without the mess of bureaucracy that he was having to deal with. So the, like that whole sequence where I was like, Carson, I'm afraid for your life, into going to Navarro, or not Navarro, to where the Children of the Watch are on Dinosaur Island is, like, very funny. (laughs) They're just on Jurassic World. (laughs) And just just hanging out on Jurassic World. Jeff Goldblum's like, hey. Um, (laughs) Meanwhile, on Jurassic World. And that's the, the part that got me was when he's like, your friend's in danger, do with that what you want. And then Din is like, huh, hey guys, why don't we just go out, there's a plot of land, we can live, like, in the sun. My selling point wouldn't be we could live in the sun with people. It would be, hey, do you know how we, like, fight dinosaurs every other day because, like, the one just decides it's gonna try and eat us, and we have two dinosaur babies now, which Mm -hmm. I think we've abandoned. (laughs) I I really hope, like, we get to a point where, like, uh, uh, Grief goes out to, like, visit them and stuff, and he's just like, whoa, 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 whoa. You brought some pterodactyls with you? Like, <laughs> you, nobody I told, told you guys this was guys happening. You could have this volcano land, which also, we'll get to that. That's not a gift, Grief. No. You wait, you could have the <laughs> volcano lands. The that's lava. Like when, that's like when Scar is like, or when Mufasa's to Scar, like, you guys, the hyenas can have, like, the bones. They go to the, the boneyard. God. <laughs> that's the energy of... Grief cargo being like, yeah, you guys can have the volcano part of the planet. Feel the nice. reason why we have one little city and nothing else. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, it's so funny. So, Din basically, uh, Din looking hot, walking in between all these Mandalorians to be like, what are you doing here, Tiva? But the, the, the plan is all Tiva wants to do, he's like, I'm not going to out you guys. I don't care wh- where you are, or what you do. I'm just giving you a message from your friend, which that's why Carson's a real one. Cause he was just like, I don't care about whatever your nonsense is. I just yeah. want to make it clear. Your friend needs your help and you should go and help him. We love Carson Tiva on this podcast. But yeah. So then, then Din has to go like sit in a council. Yeah. Um, which like, uh, great. It's the first time we see Grogu and he's just like, <laughs> <laughs> he's like, what up? This is when he's like, oh, my God, my dad's talking. Yes, dad, get it, kill it. He's like, this, Paz- could have been, this could have been an email. We didn't need a whole meeting. But then, yeah, and, and it, he really feels like that when Pez Vizla's like, yeah, well, then we all almost died because of that bitch. And he's like, oh, <laughs> oh my God. Oh, shit, it was me. Aww. He's talking about me. It's truly just kind of like a weird, like, all at anyone in that room had to say was do you think we can like live on navarro and not here where there's dragons and i feel like everyone would have been on board and for the most part when din is explaining what's going on everyone's on board except fucking paz vizsla i'm like bitch if you do not relax you and the armorer at least in this episode the armorer did something and she's less on my shit list yeah for two things Mm-hmm. But, like, Paz Vizsla's still way up there on my shit list. He's just constantly doing dumb things. Like, being a bitch about his son. Mm-hmm. Um, and then this. Well, he, like, says, like, oh, the fate of the world. Do you know how many times Grogu and Din have saved these motherfuckers? And every single time they're just, like, insulted? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, at this, I will give this to Paz Vizsla. He goes and does that little speech just to fake everybody out and go like, 
but we're Mandalorians. Yeah. Psych. We're going to go take care of this. We're going to get this done. I just want to be dramatic for like five minutes. But if Carson Tiva did that, I'd be like, fuck yeah, Carson, let's go. Yeah. Paz, you're a little bitch. So I I didn't like it because I was like, Paz, what do you, what do you have up your fucking sleeve? And then it was, we're going to go fight. He Psych. didn't need your help. Din did not need your help. Everyone was on board. You just made people be like, oh, no, are we not going to do this? Oh, okay, we're doing this. All right, cool, 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 cool. Yeah. So annoying. Paz, why? But it's fine. It's fine. Whatever. What happens is that Paz Vizsla and all of the Mandalorians of the Children of the Watch climb into Bo-Katan's ship. They're all in this tiny-ass ship together. Yep. And they're about to fly down like fucking like birds are like, Wee, here we go. Um, because they're all like, all right, we're going to Navarro. And Din and Grogu are in their tiny ass little N1 starfighter. Mm-hmm. Um, and then everyone else is in Bogotation. I'm yep. guessing all of the children too. Like, I don't know. Were they like, hey, kids? Oh, I'm, well, I'm sure they like brought, <laughs> so they brought two teams over. They didn't bring everybody because okay. there were only like, yeah, there were only like twenty people there, I think. So yeah, I, I I think they brought like a select amount of warriors, and then some folks stayed back with the kids. Um, yeah, someone better stayed and watched the fucking dinosaurs. Seriously, oh, so how are they gonna get the dinosaurs over there? Like, <laughs> anyway, I guess they get a bigger ship to bring the dinosaurs. They're gonna have. Well, they're gonna have to borrow movie. one. Yeah, Greek yeah. cargo have to give a ship. <laughs> Exactly. Oh, or Bo yeah. will make a couple yeah. trips. The Anzellan. Or the Anzellans will make them a little carrier for their birds. So they go to, to Navarro. The plan is essentially Din is going to distract the big ship. He's going to distract old Greg. And then, so old Greg's going to be like, pirates, attack! And they're all going to attack Din. And Bo is going to be like, here I come. And like, drop Mandalorian's into Navarro to fight the pirates on the ground and then she can like join the like aerial fight after. What's crazy to me is that this works. Yeah. Like the pirates are that fucking stupid. Yep. <laughs> I mean that's that that's the thing though. I will say I'll hand that to Mando. Like he knew he knew that these pirates were that stupid. He had already encountered yeah. them once and he'd outrun them once in his teeny tiny little like N1 Starfighter uh, when he's got this like massive Corsair that he's up against. Like he knows these people are stupid. He knows he just needs to like completely ruin their coordination. And the Mandos have been training. So they use all that training, that teamwork that they've learned. Bo mm-hmm. has even worked with them for a little while, like a week or something, whatever. I don't know. I don't know what time is in Star Wars anymore. <laughs> it's, it's two years. No, no, no. Just kidding. So yeah, I I, I think that like it was a, a pretty surefire plan to for Din to go like, all right, these people are dummies. Like, we, we just need to, like, take them by, by surprise and, like, call it a day. Yeah. Um, but it is very funny how, like, the way that it all goes down is, like, so Din flies in. The, 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 the guy he's mad at, or the guy who, like, got to live out of the pirates and then went to old Greg, he's like, oh, I'm getting my revenge. I'm going to get Din. First of all, bitch, you got to live. Why are you acting like Din tried to kill you? He didn't kill you. Yeah. You I, lived. I don't know what his name was, like Wade or something. I don't know. We're Some calling him Wade. Calling him Wade now. It sounded too much like Cod when they were saying uh, stuff. And I was like, he's not Cod me. Why? Uh, anyways. I don't, I don't know. Any who's it's. They're in the air fighting. Din's like flying them around, going real fast. Meanwhile, he's just like, Grogu, you're with me. Yeah. <laughs> so Grogu is in this fight. Just like, <laughs> I need to bring my child everywhere. Like, it was... I, I just imagine all those like kids like staying behind and then it's just like, okay, everybody say bye to your parents. And then Din is just like hauling Grogu up under his arm, like, except me. <laughs> I'm gonna leave I will my side. Always take my child into battle. That's it's terrible. It is bring your son to work day every goddamn day of my <laughs> life. <laughs> Um, so it's Grogu's just like I love him in this episode. He's straight up just chilling. Like he's like, oh shit, we're flying real fast. Oh, there he yeah. goes. Me. The whole time, the dumbass pirate guy's like, get him. And meanwhile, Bogotan's like, here's all my fighters. Have fun. Now I go join the fight. Me. And they go up, and so like they're taking out the engines on the big ship so that it can crash, and so that 
all the pirates are done and dead and they can't shoot up Navarro anymore. And it works. Eventually, the big old ship crashes and everyone's like, yay. And Grief Karga and all these people who were just like hiding in a corner get to come out. I do like Grief Karga has a real hot, um, or Grief Karga does not have a hot moment. He says something to Mando and then Mando has a hot moment. Right, right. Let me clarify. Because he, he says. He the hot yeah. moment. Yeah, he yeah. cues up the hot moment because he says, you have 10 to 1, like, there, it's 10 to 1 right now for you on this fight. And Mando goes, I like those odds. And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> and then he did it as he, like, blew up, like, two of the ships. And I was like, <sighs> it's it was a really good, good episode for some ship pew-pews. Um, you know, yeah. if that's what you want out of Star Wars, Mando has been delivering this season, so... Yeah. yeah, it was it was nice. It was fun. Good stuff. It was very good stuff. They land and like in the whole fight. Oh, sorry. Um, they land and in the whole fight, Din is basically like, "Yes, hi, grief Karga. Remember when you told me if I wanted, I could come work for you and like have land? I brought my whole family, extended cousins, and like former husbands who have been twice removed from the family we're all moving here um and grief cargo's like okay whatever uh Why to not? his credit to his yeah. credit he's like sure you guys can have all those lands whatever and he's like very nice because the, the one fight before they like got there was i, I can't remember if it was past Vizla or if it was the armor somebody brought up the fact that grief cargo tried to kill them i think it was past Vizla. Mm-hmm. like grief cargo was against them when they left navarro and din is like essentially like people change it's fine like that's my boy and so it was really nice yeah they're very cool so it was a nice little nod to like the people change and like things go like you can work together and grief karga was like hey guys thanks here's a bunch of land maybe if the armorer took some notes from grief karga din wouldn't have had to almost die five times in order to you know be a mandalorian again which never fucking matter. Anyways, so they're they're like, yay, we won. We're hanging out. We're chilling. Woo. Um, well, first they're like, this is how Grogu's watching Groove Karga's speech. He's like, <laughs> what up? So uh, everything goes well. They're like, we won. We don't have to go back to what Katrina's shirt is in reference to. They don't have to go back to the raptors. Um, and they're all hanging out and stuff. And then the arborer, or like, as we said earlier, Grief Karga is like, you guys can have the volcanoes. Um, and they're all like, yay, volcanoes. Which I was like, yeah. there's a whole planet. Why do you guys only do the volcanoes? But whatever. So then Paz Vizla's like, the armorer wants to see you. Armorer went right back to her old haunts and was like, man, this used to be so fun. I used to, it used to be pretty. It used to be really great. Oh, Sam, take your helmet off. And I was like, are you about to make out? Like, Seriously. Like, <laughs> like uh, the moment Paz Vizla was like, the armorer wants to see you, like I just blurted out the word gay. I was like, Every That's episode gay. ends with the two of them going and, and fucking somewhere. Like every episode yeah. is like, those two gotta go have a conversation. They're absolutely. Like, like, you know, that's definitely one of my top bow ships right now is the armorer and bow. Like, it's, but it's, then her and Din were sitting next to each other at one point during this episode and their little shoulders were touching. And I yeah. was like, by Catan. I love it. Bo Catan goes to talk to the armor in her little sewer dungeon. Um, And is like, it still sounds like a setup for sex. Bo Catan goes down to the dungeon to talk to the armor. Keep going. Go on. She yeah, looks yeah, at yeah. the sewer. Then she went back to the sewer. Um, So she goes down to the sewer where the armor is. And the armorer is essentially having, like, the crisis faith that I wanted Din to have, the armorer is having. Like, she's like, I didn't think they were real. I just, we were told that the Mythosars were, like, legends. But it was just, like, how, like, we kind of, like, this base, it's essentially being, like, someone came up to you and they're like, nah, I saw Jesus, dude. And you're like, hold the fuck on. You saw yeah. Jesus? Like, is <laughs> like that? Where Jesus? It's like, <laughs> where it's like if an, if an evangelical Christian was like, now I always thought Jesus was a legend. You're telling me you saw Jesus? <laughs> and then like, they have a, like, that's kind of what was going on. Mm-hmm. Um, But in like, the Mandalorian way. And so the armorer is basically like, girl, you gotta take your helmet off because you, you've walked both 
you've walked both ways. By you can unite yeah. all of the Mandalorians. Yeah, <laughs> you can you can bring us all together to fuck. Um, she walks both uh, ways. Woo! She was like, just come on, come together, what we'll fun. And so, essentially, Bo-Katan's like, why would I take my helmet off? You just did this whole fucking shit show about the helmet. And she was like, do you trust me? She was like, yeah. She goes, okay, take your helmet off. And then, like, of course, has Vizsla got some fucking shit to say? Because they go up, and it is the funniest thing I've ever seen. All these Mandalorians, you just hear the music rising. And, like, you see their feet. And all of the Mandalorians are like... And, like, you don't see Bo-Katan or the armor. You just see their feet, but you see all the Mandalorians' faces being like, what? They're masks. Meanwhile, they're masks. Yeah, they're they're (laughs) masks, but you can just tell in the way that they're turning because it's like, this, wait, that's not in here. I was going to go get my Mandalorian helmet and do how they were doing it. But (laughs) (laughs) it's just, like, the slow, here, wait, I have an idea. All right, I'm going to put my beanie over my face, but move. So I'm covering my face, but you'll see how they move. They go like this. Tell me if this looks shocked, okay? (laughs) (laughs) Did I nail it? Please! Ah! That's what they did! Ah! It was crazy. (laughs) The whole thing, they were just all like, what? Um, And then the best is it cuts to Din and Grogu. The fuck is Din doing? <laughs> I, okay, but I did just like stacking some. Shit. I thought I thought they were gonna walk up to Din and just like start fighting. Just to go <laughs> go like Bo-Katan is the new Mandalore. She's gonna have to fight you for that 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 freaking sword like right now, so she can go run errands and get the other Mandalorians. Meanwhile, he's like beep, 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 beep. moving everything into my pile over here, and Grogu's like. Just getting ready to move into my apartment uh, that I'm going to have. But he has like a pile stuff. of like bricks. <laughs> like, were you going to start building it? Like right then? Oh my god. Like... But then like Grogu is... <laughs> Grogu's face is great because he's just like <laughs> what? <laughs> I, in, a, in my piece I read about today I was like Grogu is like I live for the drama what's going on here? Her helmet's off something went down we missed the drama because mm-hmm. he legitimately is like minding his own business and it's just like oh my god what is this mm-hmm. what's yeah. going on why are you why are you looking like that girl he's like your ginger bob is back what's up that new wig they got her for season 3 is back um, but <laughs> So she does. It is explained because Paz Viz is a nosy bitch. Um, <laughs> that Bogotan is fine and safe because she walks, she has walked both ways. And so she is going to unite the Mandalorians because Diarmor's whole thing was like, I didn't think it was real. Like, that means there's a change coming and we need somebody who has d- like lived both ways to bring all of the Mandalorians together because like a new okay. Mandalore is becoming. Only a bisexual um, can save the world. <laughs> Hey, to it. It's true. It's true. Only a, only bisexuals can save the world in Star Wars. That's why Han Solo is a hero. You're not wrong. Yeah, I. And then that's where it ends. <laughs> well, there, there, there is more. There is more because right at the end of the episode, our pal Carson Tiva comes back and he finds some wreckage. Remember? Uh, oh my god, I completely class. forgot. I forgot about yeah. the fucking wreckage. He, he finds a wrecked Lambda class shuttle, and I will not lie to you. I was looking for Cara Dune in this wreck. It's like a full confirmation that she died on the way back to her own planet. Um, I was looking for uh the the simpsons reference you know you know um but yeah he runs across i wish that that was true though like she died (laughs) on her way back to her home planet someone's like she's from alderaan they're like yeah that's why she died you alderaan you alderaan that's why she's dead the the, the one that leia the one that leia and yvonne verlaine like worked on together you know um but yeah, like it's 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 so it's he like comes across this Lambda class shuttle, which I guess the the New Republic like like reclaimed or something. Mm-hmm. So now they have old Imperial transports, um, and it's completely erect. And he kind of confirms that Moff Gideon is on the loose. 
He is, he was supposed to be in that shuttle. He is not in that shuttle. And what makes it even spicier is that it wasn't ex-Imperials, maybe, that attacked the ship. It looks like it was Mandalorians because there is Beskar on board uh, in between the dead bodies. K-drama! Who done it? Who done it? I think, I will say this is definitely the workings of uh, Katie O'Brien's character. I think it's a it's a setup. I well, think. where is the where's the best car's staff? It's like just like stuck in the wall. <laughs> like it looks like Mandalorians attacked no, the no, ship. No, 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 oh. no, no, no. His staff, the like. Boosh, boosh. Oh right, his who had? I don't where know. Where is I it? Don't... Yeah, I don't know. But Carson thinks because of this that Mandalorians may be responsible. His buddy is the Mandalorians that he just saw on Jurassic World. So, no. so who knows? Because now Carson be Tiva is on the case, just like Pedro Pascal is on that case. It could be him. Do we know our friend that well? I don't know. What if we rallied behind Carson Tiva and then he betrays? Yes. Well, we'll see in the future episodes of The Mandalorian, but that is the intrigue that the episode ends in. Mm -hmm. Uh, I am excited to see how the drama unfolds and how the Mandos are being framed because they've just moved in to like their new place at the lava pits. And and they don't they don't even have time to set up like the televisions or anything. They're like they're like. (laughs) The armor is like in the middle of installing the Roku app on the TV, and then it's just like, <laughs> "Hey, where's Moff Gideon?" Um, as producer Ashley put it out, the next episode is Bryce Dallas Howard. Um, so that's going to be exciting because yeah. she normally bangers, always hits. Yep. Yeah. Um. Yeah. This is. I did buy this from Orange State. Is Pedro Pascal on a phone case that looks like someone would put it in a journal? I need a new one. Mine is. It's still Mando. It's been this for like. Two years, and you can tell because it's all chipped. <laughs> so, well, I need to actual, come up with something the, new. The phone case I use for like when I'm going to work events, so I'm not walking around with this. Is I have a Scorpio one, but like Ooh. I will, I think, be bringing this to London. Nice, because I think nice. it's funny. Yes, and that's uh, chapter twenty-one. We done did it. Yes, we did it. Good episode. Had had a fun old time. Loved it. Uh, no notes. Katrina, yeah, no, no, final good. thoughts. Uh, I'm excited for more Carson Tiva. I'm excited mm-hmm. to watch the mystery of Moff Gideon unfold. Uh, oh. And uh, I'm, I'm hyped to see what Mando's apartment's going to look like. Like, how is he going to decorate it? Well, now that we've finished this episode uh, chat, it's time for everyone's favorite time of the week. Sweeney's waiting. Okay. Stash, 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 The stash on everybody's lips is gonna be Pedro's. Hey, welcome to Stash of the Week, where we talk about our favorite mustaches of Pedro Pascal's. Could be from what we were just talking about, but it's the Mandalorian, so no. Um, or it could be just from anything and everything. Um, Katrina, what do you would go first? Yeah. Hey, so there's this cute little moment. Um, I particularly, I love this blazer uh, and this haircut. Just like everything came together real nice with this sash. So this is my sash of the week with uh, the burgundy brown blazer and the chill black uh, long sleeve. And uh, and just generally a good good smiley sash. We love seeing smileys. How about it's you? It's cute. <sighs> wow. Mine and Ashley's kind of go hand in hand. But uh, so Pedro Pascal did a photo shoot where someone took their arms, they grabbed the sleeves of his shirt and went, whop. And so we have this look. I love going this to the library. This is my choice. God, his so arms the size of my head. So we choose. <laughs> I love a well-read hunk. This one's my choice. It is from the what now? I'm sorry. Ashley just told me this is from the Merge Mansion launch event. Wow. Wow. Merge Mansion really wants my fucking money. That old grandma wants me to know so much about our life in her pool. What is the budget? There's a new section. I have to buy the fucking... Listen, that game is everywhere. 
I, every works. time I have an ad in my crazy hospital game, the where I have to take care of patients, the <laughs> old grandma appears and her yep. her granddaughter is like, "Did you kill my husband? What's this?" And alive. like is is in a pool house. I don't know, but now I'm gonna I'm gonna download it. Uh, here's the thing, guys. We'll do a whole ass episode where I play Merge Mansion just to die. Padro <laughs> plays Merge, Merge Mansion. I, yeah. I love that. Maybe we'll, yeah, I love. Let's totally we'll do, do a Padro plays Merge Mansion. We're like, what the fuck is this? Um, <laughs> and Ashley's is from the same event where someone ripped the bottom half of the shirt too. Where did Where's you go? <laughs> it's hot. His arm. What is going His stylist on? said, I'm done. I had to work that Mando event. I had to get that outfit together all in one day. You know what? Forget it. And his stylist just went ballistic and tore this shirt up. And you know what? It still works. Who is this it's person? It's still hot. I need to know. How do they do it? I'm Can they dress me next? Mind. I'm losing my mind. But yeah, those are our stash picks of the week, guys. Yep. Given sexy scraps. Katrina, tell the people where they can find you. You can find me anywhere on the internet if you look for O-Katrina. That's O-H-C-A-T-R-I-N-A. Uh, I'm doing a bunch of tri- Twitch streams uh, this week, and then I'm going on a hiatus, and then I'll be back to do more Twitch streams uh, from the new place that I will be living later this year. And that's about it. What about you, Rachel? Where can we find you? You can follow me at Rachel Leishman on Twitter, at Rachel underscore Leishman on Instagram. You can follow my work at The Mary Sue and collider um and you guys can also if you want when we're in london it'll be an announcement i think tomorrow at some point but you uh we're gonna have a meetup with the geeky waffles our good friends you guys met arzu here you met candace here we're gonna do a little meetup with them at a pub on friday night so you want to come hang and just be like oh my god what's up come see me and I will be there in, in a British pub. So that'll that's a thing. Um, you can follow the podcast at Padre Pascal everywhere. Like, rate, review, subscribe, tweet at us, talk to us. We love being spoken at. Yes. Um, and tell Pedro Pascal, hey, we're here. Yeah, we're just chilling. We want to we hang. But until next time, bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.